Hey, dear ones, did you know that you have a built-in compass guiding you to your soul mission with all the tools you need to fulfill that soul mission? Sound exciting? Then join me for a Soul Blueprint, the only certification program that reveals how to amplify your five spiritual gifts so you can consciously create a life and business of massive soul line success. Enroll now at allisonscammell.com forward slash soul blueprint. And you can find that link in the show notes. Hey there, this is Allison Scammell. And today's episode is all about communicating with your spirit guides. I am a psychic medium, and I've spent the past 10 years collecting stories and anecdotal evidence from spiritual teachers, peers, and clients about how they've connected to their spirit guides. I've gathered those stories along with my own experience, and even though everyone's story varies greatly, I've identified five milestones everyone experiences when they activate their connection to their guides. And these are five milestones that I've gone over and downloaded as well from my own guides. So in this episode, I share those five milestones that I call steps to communicating to your spirit guides. I share what I mean exactly by spirit guides and how to activate your unique connection. I end on a challenge that will have you allowing in clear, unquestionable guidance from your guides, so you better stick around until the end. Welcome to She Grows, a podcast for soul-guided women entrepreneurs ready to grow their income, impact, and inspiration. Each week, we're going to explore how to align to the soul of your business and grow it from there. I'm your host, Allison Scammell. Let's get growing. Hey there, She Grows Nation. That is the name of this sisterhood of soul-guided entrepreneurs. At She Grows Nation, your heart is CEO, and you're getting fully booked with ideal clients using your unique genius, intuitive voice, and spirit guides. Spirit guides, that is what we'll be unpacking in this episode. I'm so excited to do it. So let's start out with what I mean by spirit guides. So I'm generally referring to the non-physical consciousness that is here to hold you, guide you, love you, direct you, give you some sort of support on your human experience in this lifetime. So non-physical consciousness is consciousness, it's wisdom, it's love. It's intelligence in the non-physical form coming from the spirit realm. So we were all born with spirit guides. Sometimes they're called guardian angels. We have anywhere from two to 200, depending on the type of lifetime that you're experiencing. And these angels, these guardians, guides are here with you from birth until death, from when you come on planet until you leave planet to guide you, love you, support you, to help you fulfill your soul contracts, and to help you shift into alignment to your soul's purpose. Sometimes I look at them like my siblings. They know you better than anyone except for your higher self. There's also archangels. Archangels are leaders in the angel world and have a very powerful and very large energy signature. So you've probably heard of Archangel Raphael, Archangel Michael, Gabriel. 
Those are the more well-known archangels, but there are many, many, many out there here to help you on your path. There are spirit animals. Spirit animals are animals who have something to teach you. I was approached by a herd of buffalo in the spiritual realm who have been communicating with me and giving me guidance about some of the things happening on planet. One of my peers communicates to whales in the same way. I have a lot of clients who are communicating to animals and pets. There is a lot of wisdom and and consciousness and intelligence in the animal kingdom. And they are here to help us humans really start to make better decisions in our life, in our individual life, and as a collective. There are the Ascended Masters. Ascended Masters like Buddha or Mother Mary or Jesus, who were once human, and now they have a special place as leaders in the spirit world, as guides and teachers. So my guides right now are definitely coming from Ascended Masters because the work I'm doing is so important as a psychic medium that I want to call in the highest possible guidance that I can. Then there are departed loved ones who come back because there's some unresolved business. They want to watch over you. They want to support you. There's some reason why they stick around after they cross over. Then there are helper angels They're also known as freelance angels, and they come in to your life as needed if you need some extra support in particularly challenging situations. You can call in these freelancers who have a unique point of view and perspective that can help you with a specific challenge you may be grappling with. And those are just some of the consciousness that you can communicate with, but please know that there is much, much, much more than that. So let's go into how we initiate discussion, initiate the connection, and activate the connection. If you're someone who is already communicating to guides, I invite you to come along with this process again, and maybe it would lead to an up-leveling for you or recalibration. If you're completely new, then that is beautiful. You're in the right spot. So the first step in activating your connection to your spirit guides is the invitation. Guides are polite and they want to be invited. As they explain it to me, they need an invitation. Guides won't come in to offer you targeted guidance about big decisions in your life unless you invite that in. And I like to see invitations actually as intentions. So this can be an intention such as, I intend to call in the highest, wisest, most loving guidance in the spirit world to hold me, support me, and guide me on my path to becoming my greatest self. I always say when it comes to calling in guidance to get as superlative as possible, call in the highest and most loving, the highest vibrational guidance that is out there, because why not? So the fir- that is truly the first step. You can write it down. You can just say it out loud. It is simply an invitation. So then what happens after the invitation is step number two, isolation. At some point after that invitation, 
you will feel some sort of calling to isolate in some way. And that isolation can be as simple as waking up 15 minutes earlier in the morning for deep breathing, not even meditation. But if you don't have some sort of quiet solitude, the connection to the spirit realm is extremely difficult. It is very difficult to activate a connection if you have lots and lots of distractions in your physical space. If you are someone who already has a super strong connection and communicates with ease, then yeah, you can talk to your spirit guides on the subway or some other noisy place, but even at some point, you're going to want to get quiet when you really want to get deep guidance on something. <laughs> you're want, you're going to want to isolate and get as quiet as possible. And if you're new to the activation, this is going to require actual isolation. And so all the steps I'm going to offer you are going to range from either very subtle or very extreme. And let me tell you what I mean by that. So even going back to the invitation, it can be as simple and subtle as even saying to yourself, I intend to connect to my spirit guides, all right? But it can also be more extreme. You can have a rock bottom moment where you feel like your life is falling apart and you just say, God, I need some help. I need some higher help, something more, something bigger than what I have accessible to me right now. And that's actually what happened to me in 2008, right before my NDE, I didn't realize it, but by asking for help, I called up to God and asked for help because I was in a really bad place in my life. I was asking, I was initiating that invitation. So like I said, every step I'm going to give you ranges from subtle to, you know, even extreme. So the point is your journey with these steps is going to be very, very different than anyone else's you know. And this is a really, really important point in these steps. So back to isolation. As I said, it can be as subtle as getting up a little bit earlier and going into the bathroom and closing the door before anyone else in your family has woken up for some deep breathing or meditation. Or it can be more extreme. So in, for each step, the example I can offer from my life is the extreme. So I think that's why I'm good at teaching this. My extreme example is I was called to quit my job, take out a $20,000 line of credit, and buy an around-the-world airline ticket and travel the world by myself. And I made it as far as Madrid, and then I had a near-death experience in Paris, which I will explain in detail in a very near future episode. But... Other examples of isolation that I've heard from peers, teachers, clients are, I had a client who was called to camp in the woods by herself for three days, like in the deep woods all by herself for three days. I had a client who was called to go by herself on a writing retreat. I had a teacher who was part of a retreat where she was teaching people at a retreat and she just got called in the middle of the retreat to isolate herself. So she was just like, I have to miss the afternoon session because I need to be alone. So she spent the afternoon in her hotel room by herself connecting into her guides. And I'll get to what that means in the next steps. 
in this step of isolation, you get a calling, a nudge, something inside you, your your higher self, your inner knowing, this sense of, I need some alone time. When you get that calling for alone time, follow it. Sometimes it'll be subtle and easy to follow through, you know, like just get up a little earlier and do some meditation. And sometimes it'll be a bigger action, like quit your job and travel the world. And it can feel scary. And I invite you to really follow through on the nudge that comes in for you to have a little alone time. And in this alone time, you really can activate your connection. So when you get alone, whatever alone looks like for you on your journey, you go to step number three, and that is the initiation. There's normally some sort of initiatory process, some sort of initiation that again, ranges from subtle to extreme. But you wanna think about this as like the hero's journey, right? This process I'm describing to you is very similar to the hero's journey. And every hero has, in their journey, has an initiation. And this is the part where it's really gonna range on the person. So I can tell you, um, without telling you the whole story, that my initiation was dying and coming back to life. So that was a pretty big initiation. But what the initiation will look like for you is some form of inviting you to confront a fear. So when you get called to your isolation or when you're in the isolation itself, there might be some fear there to confront. So for example, let's say you get called to go on a retreat by yourself, but you fear traveling alone. That is your initiation. Stepping up and overcoming that fear of traveling alone. So that is the initiation. Some form of getting you uncomfortable, getting you confronting a fear, and in that confronting of the fear and transmuting that fear, letting that fear go, (sighs) you're opening up, you're bringing down the barriers that are standing in the way of you and your connection to your guides. Which brings me to step number four, calibration. Calibration is the process of tuning your energy into the energy of your guides so the communication can flow. And the more you are calibrated to them, the more easeful the communication will flow back and forth. So this is a super important part of the process. Calibration looks very, very different for every person. Some of you have gone through this whole process so subtly that you don't even know it happened. Some of you, like me, (laughs) getting back to me with the extreme examples, I was very, very closed off before my NDE. My intuitive gifts were all dormant inside of me, unactivated, that when I had my NDE and my guides had to communicate with me through it, we had to go through an intense calibration process. My calibration process included projectile vomiting. It included vertigo, dizzying vertigo, and lots of just crazy energetic sensations throughout my body. Oftentimes, I've heard from others, and it happened with me, you feel very intense energetic vibrations right around your crown chakra. 
And I've heard some people say they feel like their skin is peeling back from their scalp. It can be kind of a strong sensation. Other physical sensations you can feel is ringing in the ear. Or sometimes you feel like you're going through a wind tunnel. And I've even had clients think that they have ear problems or ear infections. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. You are getting calibrated. So calibration is often very physical with your physical body. Getting your container in a place where you, so if you think about your physical body vibrating and you see it like a radio, you're tuning the your radio station to the frequency where the music can play. And so speaking of playing music, that gets us to step number five, communication. So we have, let's just review here. We have one invitation, two isolation, three initiation, four calibration, and five communication. This is by far the biggest step. And this is the step that is most ongoing. You will, throughout your journey with communicating to your guides, go back to the earlier steps every time you experience an upgrade. And those will happen throughout your journey from time to time. And, you know, you'll get recalibrated and you'll be called into isolation and there'll be other initiatory processes. But this is the step that's really going to open up your ability to communicate. And you can view this step as practicing. You're practicing the various ways in which you most effectively communicate to your guides. And this is really, really different for everyone. And there's a basic four-step process in the communication. And the first step is some form of getting quiet. So again, getting back to that idea of isolation. But in this sense, you got to quiet your active mind because that will, your brain and your rational thinking will very quickly cut off your connection to the non-physical world. And you quiet the mind simply by deep breathing, (gasps) walking in nature. Mm, Sometimes people can quiet the mind through swimming or jogging, getting in some sort of meditative state that alters their rational thinking and quiets it down. Then step two is something that I always do and invite my students to do, and that is pivot down into your heart space to really place your awareness and your state of being in your heart chakra area. And that is you tuning into that highest vibrational level that you can get is really coming from your heart space. And when you raise your energetic vibrations, your ability to communicate with this high, high vibrational intelligence is going to be much greater. So you just want to sink down into your heart space. And from your heart space, from that higher vibrational space, you want to go to step three, which is ask questions. And if you're new to talking to guides, I would keep your questions very basic Yes, no, you know, like ask them, you know, should I start launch my new program in June or July? Like make the questions very easy to answer. As you get the communication really off the ground, you can ask more open-ended and complicated questions. 
And then after you ask, it goes to step four, which is receive. Now, everybody receives guidance and information from their guides differently. And this is when you want to pay attention to your dominant intuitive gift. Some people will see the answers from their guides, so in a clairvoyant kind of way. Some people will hear it. You will get messages, words, in a clairaudient kind of way. Some of you will sense it. You will just have, you have a sensory feeling that this is the answer in a clairsentient kind of way. And then the last is you'll have an inner knowing of what the answer is coming in from your guides, which is claircognizant. What I see often from my clients when they're in this process is they're always looking to hear or see something from their guides. I think it's because the human brain needs proof that what is happening is real, right? So I really want to invite you, if your dominant gift is claircognizant or clairsentient, that you learn and play around with and start to trust your inner knowing and your senses, and trust that your guides can communicate and do communicate to you all the time, whether you know it or not, through your inner knowing and your senses. And my dominant gift by far is I'm clairaudient. Now, over the years, I've been able to develop my clairvoyant abilities, and they're getting better and better all the time. But my dominant gift is always the, my go-to is my clear audience. But I also have a super strong, clear, cognizant inner knowing. And there's nothing that says a clear audience or clairvoyant gift is more powerful or more proving. So get to know what is strongest for you. And it can be some variation thereof or some combination, or maybe for you, it's something different. I'm just giving you the four basic ways people receive higher guidance. And when you get to know how you receive, it will be easier for you to receive. So again, those four steps to communication are quieting the mind, pivoting down to the heart space, asking questions, and receiving the answers. And there's a couple different ways to help you implement those four steps. One is journaling. So many of the people that I've spoke to who have activated their connection and this was my experience as well, started through journaling. So in the journaling process, you can start with a free flow of just stream of consciousness, which is a way of quieting your mind, getting all that's on your mind, off your mind and onto the pages, pivoting down to your heart space, and then asking questions of your guides, and then writing down the answers that you think you receive. And maybe you don't receive the answers in that moment. Maybe the answers come in a day or two or three, but then when the answers do come, it's going back to the journal to record the answers so a story starts to form and you really start to build your trust muscle to your guides. You start to really trust what you believe to be coming through from them. And the more you trust the information coming through, the more the information can come through. Because when you're not sure and you're doubting your connection, you're cutting your connection off. So it's really important to always be looking for evidence that you are receiving guidance and direction and love and support and wisdom from your guides 
so you can really build that trust. And when that trust is very strong and you don't have any barriers up doubting the process, really going to get powerful and you'll really be able to call in clear, unquestionable guidance from your spirit guides. A couple caveats I'll mention. The first one is don't worry about your guides' names. It's always the first question I get from clients. What are my guides' names? Sometimes it's hard for names to come through. They don't always work in your language. You know, we're, we're, these are non-physical beings and we're, we're physical having human experiences. Sometimes the communication doesn't flow through like that. If you really want to know their names, so maybe you can Google them to see if it's an angel that is a, you know, an ascended master or you want to know exactly who you're talking to, that's okay. And I would say get into that down the road. <laughs> you have that be your advanced work after you've really established your communication. Just to get the communication flow going first before you get into exactly who am I talking now and what are your names, which very importantly brings me to caveat number two. There is dark energy out there and you can inadvertently call in that dark energy. But please know it is absolutely nothing to fear because your high vibration like crushes the low vibration of dark energy who might be here to try to sabotage something or siphon off your energy. So all you really have to do is be very clear that you always want to call in the highest, most loving, wisest, and highest service to you and your highest good non-physical conscious or spirit guides or guardian angels out there to help love you, guide you, and support you on your path. Your power of intention is so much more powerful than any dark energy out there that it will definitely protect you, no problem. But just make sure that in your intentions, you're very clear about the guides that you want to call in. All right, so this gets us to our challenge. I challenge you, wherever you are on your path, whether you have a strong connection already, where you're new to all of this whole discussion, I invite you to initiate your connection to your spirit guides with an invitation. So if you're already quite connected, you're gonna you will be initiating you will be initiating an upgrade. And if you are new to this, you will be initiating your connection. So again, if you, you can use any intention you want, I will again repeat one that I invite you to use if it feels good. And that is, I intend to call in the highest, wisest, most loving guidance in the spirit world to hold me, support me, and guide me on my path to becoming my greatest self. <sighs> and then wait for your isolation and initiation, calibration and upgraded communication. <sighs> I want to thank you so much for listening. I'm so, so grateful for you. And if you're loving this episode, I invite you to hit subscribe wherever it is you listen 
And I'd be oh so grateful for rating and review so more people can find us. And if you'd like help calling in your ideal people for your business, then I have an amazing free PDF guide and worksheet to identify the five visibility blockers that are preventing your ideal clients from finding you. Your offerings are too important to remain invisible, so this guide will help you to be seen and get fully booked. Download your copy at my website, alisonscammell.com, and you can find a link in the show notes.